Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, folks, and people to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Today, my guest is Sue Kruskop, who is the founder and CEO of KC Truth. Sue, how's it going today? Hey, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's raining out and all that, but we've got a big company outing this afternoon. So considering we hardly have seen each other, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to hear about that. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do at KC Truth and what sort of, you know, comes you up on a day to day? Yeah. So um, I um, co-found, well, I founded the agency, oh my gosh, back in 1988, uh, which was quite a long time ago. The fact that I've survived this long in this advertising business is a testament to how thick my skin is. There's no question about it. And starting the agency in 1988, when really not many women were starting agencies at that time was really uh, new. But but once I when I at the big agency that I was at, I looked around and didn't see too many women over the age of like 35 or 40 in the creative department. And I thought, uh oh, this might not be a long term career for me. So I better figure something out, something out. So I have more control over my life, you know, so that's what happened. And cool. so I started the agency back then. And where is your agency now? If you do explain a snapshot. Yeah. So um, we're located in Minneapolis. We have 25 people in Minneapolis and we are, I think, fortunate to have, you know, uh, pers- I, you know, my, my persistence is, is what keeps me going because I just won't take no for an answer. But I think it's also one of the things we're known for is really staying ahead of the curve and all things digital and um, just making sure that we are continuing to guide our clients through that fire hose of digital options and everything that people have today. And they and that clients have the hardest time, you know, Picking and choosing and understanding what they should be doing and all the different channels. And, and that's just something we really have excelled in. And um, I think it just really helps our clients. And we have both domestic and global clients that are all based primarily in the Midwest, but two of them, 3M and Entrust are global companies or actually three, Cargill too. Cargill is another big client of ours. So we're fortunate to have some Fortune 500 uh, companies on our roster. So I'm really, really proud of that. Awesome. I love that. So what for you in an industry that had, you know, that seemed challenging, what would you say are the keys to success for you both as a leader, like your own kind of leadership style within there? And then also as a company, as you've built it to 25 people, uh, you know, what is the key to success to be able to getting this far in a very competitive space? Yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, everybody always says it, but I mean, I know I am the queen of culture. I mean, that is my job is culture. And, and a lot of the lessons I've learned are things that are all pretty basic and common and things your parents probably taught you, like, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated yourself, be generous and kind and things like that. And I think that has been the key to our success in terms of our, our, our people, because people have a long tenure with our place 
And um, I really like that because I think they're part of the fabric. The leadership team is part of the fabric of who we are and where we started. And again, like I said, just really staying ahead of the curve all the time. Uh, We belong to a network of global agencies, both here in the U.S. and abroad. And that really helps us. uh, That really helps us, you know, really get a broad view and work with agencies all over the world. And I think that's really good, too, to have a big uh, world view of everything. So that's that's really um, that's really important to me. So I think those are the, the key building blocks. It all comes down to people. I mean, every night those brains go down the elevator. Well, not anymore. Now they're at home, so they probably go have a cocktail. But um, but, you know, it's like that's that's just I mean, that those people are just so important and and consistency with our clients and that type of thing, I think, is just really, really important. What was the second part of that question? I'm not sure, but yeah. we'll keep going it was from a company perspective. But I think yeah. you talked about it. So, you know, partnerships with other agencies, being able to think, you know, big outside yourself, the people and the culture doing yeah. stuff, uh, how you're brought up and the worldview. You have your offsite or an equivalent offsite today, and maybe you're yeah. not doing strategic work, but why yeah. is it important to get your people out of the office and, well, and collaborating yeah. together? Well, I think, and this, we're not collaborating much together today unless it's like what we're having for lunch and what else we're going to keep doing. But, you know, as we all know, I mean, it's, um, we have, you know, we've all, you know, been at home and culture, if culture is one of your defining characteristics and the culture doesn't feel as strong when you're all in boxes on a screen much of the time. And with that, between that and the resignation tsunami that we're all going through in terms of losing people and replacing people, you know, I just think being together is more important than ever and getting out and, and connecting on a, on a different level, because you just can't, you know, we're a really collaborative company and just, you know, we've, we've done a good job over COVID, but it's more the little things. I did think we're just missing all the little things. It's not, we can always have meetings, but it's the spontaneity and all that, that we're missing that I think is really, really a problem. So that that's kind of one of our, I, I think our biggest challenges, which is why we're doing this today, because we've had new people that have started and they haven't even met everybody yet. So, you know, everybody in the world's going through the same thing we are. I'm, I'm sure there's no question about that. Absolutely. But it's nice to hear about how different people approach it, because in my opinion, the small stuff is the big stuff. If yeah, you right. only do the big stuff and you don't do the small stuff, then you don't have a good foundation to, to build your team on. Yes, um, so yes, I agree completely. So why do you think this resignation tsunami is happening? I just think that um, once and I think it all really started with the vaccine when it started being apparent that we were going to go back to work. Everybody started to look at their own situation and kind of going, is this the best I can do? Uh, You know, can I do better? They've had more time to be online when they're at home. And I think that having the vaccine allowed them to the world's going to open up again. Maybe it's time for me to look around because we've you know, we've you know, loyalty just isn't like it used to be. I mean, there's just no question about it. And also people are just, a lot of people just decided not to go back to work. And I think that's a real problem. I really think that the, you know, the economy would benefit and everything else uh, if we had more people going back to work. And I think that's another big part of it. So I think a lot of companies are, you know, going through the same thing. I mean, there's no question about it. So I think it's a cycle. I think the the pendulum will swing the other way sometime. I wish I had a crystal ball to know when that's going to happen, but uh, I don't. <laughs> so I got that. Like, well, 
I'm going to ask you about the work of the future. And I have a hypothesis that agencies and marketers are going to play a huge, huge part in this next component of uh, of HR and people. But I want to ask you about that after. Before I do, yeah. you talked a lot about culture and you talked a lot about how you were raised. So my dad was born in Minneapolis. He wow. grew, up, grew up in Edmonton and I was raised in Vancouver. And Vancouver has a different yeah. way of doing things. The East Coast has a different way of doing things. How would you say the culture of your organization and the Midwest culture, does it help you do business? Do you find that doing business in that area, um, it's sort of consistent in terms of how people work together and do things? You know, everybody talks about Minnesota nice, like that's a thing, Minnesota nice, and it does not really exist at all. It really is Minnesota passive aggressive, and that's just how people are. And that's just the Midwest, right? So we, you know, our agency is, truth for a reason, Casey truth, because from day one, we've said, we're going to find the truth about our clients' businesses and whether you like it or not, it might be bad news. Sometimes we have for you or whatever, but it's going to be truth. And it's no BS. I I don't know if I can say that word, but on the error, but um, uh, it's fine. So, um, but I've always believed in being a straight shooter because I just think that right now, there are so not only are we more siloed as companies, you know, we're all siloed into different, different silos and we're not talking to each other. And, and, and then what comes out of that is a lot of, I think a lot of business jargon has come out of that, like swim lanes and all this, you know, all these words and acronyms and all that. And we, we just always believe in trying to get people to just say what they really think and talk straight. And we actually hold uh, truth workshops as one of our, the cornerstones of our business. And we hold the, those, in a in the ultimate conference room we have uh, at the agency, which is actually a bar downstairs, and that we we turned it old bank into a bar. And that's where a lot of we, we have these truth workshops down there. And the beauty of these things is we take a company that, you know, we, we have stakeholders from multiple disciplines within the company, like from sales, from product development, from engineering, all that. And we get everybody in a room and it's kind of like therapy for these companies and these clients because they're all in a room. It's a real comfortable room because it feels like an old bar. You're not in a conference room. And we get everybody's thoughts and feelings out about the, their company, the brand, the category that they see it. And, and everybody comes in rabble rousing, like, we know what the problem with it is. We know what we should stand for. And by the end of the day, they, they've heard everybody's point of view. And all of a sudden what they came in, you know, that they were ready to fall on a spear for, they, they, they are much more open to other ideas. And, and I think that's just a straight psychological thing that I think people like to be heard and they like to be included and they like to be respected. And these meetings end up really bringing, I mean, they, they do call them therapy for, you know, we've heard our clients say that uh, just because it is like bringing everybody into alignment over what does this company stand for? Where are we going? What are we doing? I mean, we don't decide all the answers right there, but we listen, you know, you have to, Two, two, you know, two ears and one mouth, you know, so we always believe in listening and hearing and taking it all in what people are saying. And it's been very, very um, it's been one of the cornerstones of our success of our agency for a number of years, for sure. 
Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. Now get us back to the episode. That's awesome. I, I mean, my experience is the same because we do strategic planning. We yeah. try to focus on some of those answers. But then when we talk to some people, they're like, hey, do you accept a copay? And uh, I say, uh, no. And I was having a coffee with my friend yesterday who's uh, in uh, he's like more traditional consulting and they do yeah. spreadsheets and they do reports and they do analysis and they say like, you know, what should you be moving around time in motion? Whereas right. us, it's like, how are you feeling today? Are you a red? Are you a yellow? Are you a green? But right. they're very different components and drivers to a business. And what I find interesting about your, like, no, I'll say it for you, no BS or no bullshit approach yeah. Is, yeah. is that you can get to the heart of the issue, yeah. which Minnesota nice or however yeah. you want to call it, passive aggressive West coast. <laughs> they move away from the issues and they try yeah. to like, this is the central issue, the foundation of where you're trying to grow your business. Yeah. But you can't do it if you're trying to kind of build around. around and away. Yeah. Uh, what's your experience with that? Like uh, as it relates to the, the marketing communication piece of it? Well, a lot of times we've even had, I mean, this has happened a few times where the CEO comes into one of these meetings and he thinks he's, he thinks everybody in his company knows exactly what they stand for and what they do. And it's just been eye opening for him or her to hear that people uh, don't really get what's all going on here and, 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 you know, and all that. So it is, it has literally caused some people who thought it was a sales organization and really it's a support organization or something else. I mean, I'm using that as an example to, um, to leave. I mean, you know, unfortunately, just because, um, you know, once the, the business is defined, you know, in terms of what, what the song sheet is that everybody's going to go off and, and talk about and, 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 and projecting communications and everything else that we do, they may not be, they didn't know that's what the, what the program is. So it can be a game changing thing in a good way, because it really gets at the root of what that business is about and what the authenticity of that business, because people, I mean, the truth is the most powerful motivator on earth. And if you're not, we all know we've been living through a lot in these past years, you know, how important the truth is. And it's, um, it's just, you know, it's something that we, you know, we, a lot of agencies, you know, keep doing different things and, and, start here and go do something else and then go another way. And we've always, always stayed true to what we do, you know, in, in finding the truth, it's just the channels and the tools and all that, that we can use have changed. So, you know, that's really what's going on. Absolutely. And I, and I find it interesting, the balance between truth and perspective, because one person's perspective is their truth. But when you have a group of people that talk about it, then you can actually take someone else's perspective and you get a more truer true, yeah, if that's yeah. a thing. Well, and then especially when we present, when we, we represent the objective point of view, you know, we're rep- 
representing the audience. I mean, the people that they're trying to sell to are the ones with the money. And, and we have a we, we try to get a really good understanding of who their audience is. And so if you don't if you can't convince your audience, you're not going to make the sales that you need to make your numbers. You know, so we're always trying to um, that's what we're always trying to do is is get at that truth as 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 hard as it is sometimes it's but it's the most valuable and it's the most authentic and real, you know, so. Absolutely. I tell people that uh, nobody really gives a shit about you. They care about themselves. So how yeah. do you focus on themselves? Yeah. Um, so I, I asked, I did ask if it'd be okay to ask you. So you're in Minnesota. We talked about truth being really important to share what's going on and to be authentic. You know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're hosting a diversity and inclusion summit on the 21st of October. It's going to be done by this podcast airs, but what has been the shift over the past two years in terms of the truth of your community of like what people are dealing with in the Minnesota, Minneapolis area. And we could say, you know, larger, like the, the yeah. Midwest United States, like what is that? What's going on there from your perspective? It's been just brutal. I, I have to say, I mean, we were where George Floyd was murdered and, you know, just seeing the fallout and living amongst that just changes you. I mean, you know, we had our windows boarded up. We're right down where the trial was and had our windows boarded up and all that. And, and our city, you know, has just changed dramatically, you know, in addition to COVID and people not being downtown, but the, you know, just the, the, the destruction that's what's, what's happened now. I think we're on the healing path. I think that we are through the, the hardest trial, I hope. Um, I, I think that's past us, but it's just changed us so much. And let's be honest. I mean, the Midwest is pretty, you know, pretty leans to be a very, you know, white community uh, in, in different towns. And I think people's eyes have been really open to, you know, how diversity is such an important thing. And especially, obviously, in, in advertising, I mean, you know, I was it was more unusual, you know, 30 years ago, even to be a woman in advertising when, you know, that that was very unusual to start an agency. And I still think diversity is an issue um, that we are addressing all the time because it's not just women, but it is, you know, people of color and everything else. And I think everybody's working hard on how do we integrate and find people because that perspective on life is just so incredibly important in, in what we do every day. So that it's, it's changed dramatically. I, 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 I wish that, you know, buildings hadn't been destroyed and all that because there's a lot of history and, and, and immigrants who had started businesses who, you know, had their businesses destroyed and, and all that. So it was it was a brutal, brutal year for us uh, more than anything. So um, but grateful to come out of it and see where we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was like, um, you know, like a, an, I don't want to use the word awakening, but that's the word yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah, like it, it is. It, it, yeah, it's it's shifted a lot of stuff in in the mindset of people, and obviously not being like on the ground there and, and seeing that. And I think it's shown that for the most part, you know, we're more alike than different. And I and I think it's interesting all of the social issues that came out of that. And yeah. as I've been in more in tune to to diversity inclusion, you know, talking about it in the in media and the marketplace and communication to say, hey, like there are all of these subsections of of people. There are diverse groups of people and you need to include them. But we could talk for hours about that. So I, I won't know, I, right. I I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about these changes, obviously social issues, uh, culture issues, work from home, COVID, all of that stuff. We talked about the great resignation, which that along with this, 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 this has created a bunch of change. Mm -hmm. 
And we're talking about adaptive and brands, brands being adaptive to the future. So from your crystal ball perspective, how do you see the role of of advertising and marketing contributing to companies being able to better attract talent? How can they solve this great resignation through the power of of marketing communications? Yeah, really good question. I think people now are looking more at what the companies stand for, what they're doing in terms of social justice and, and all that. I mean, I really think that especially, you know, the younger population want to be associated with companies that are doing well and that in terms of, you know, um, social issues, in terms of sustainability, all that kind of thing, uh, volunteerism. I think all those things are things are things that companies have to look at because people want their brand to be associated with a company that represents the things that they believe in. So I think we're all finding ways to take on more initiatives like that. You know, in all reality, it's 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 you know it, we've all been through brutal years with our businesses, and 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 you know my business has been through ups and downs throughout all these years. We always learn, but I think that that's going to be the biggest thing. And and I think it's being real and authentic. I mean, we are, you know, truth permeates our culture. I mean, there is no bullshit with people being able to come in and talk to me or talk to anybody about what goes on. Because I think in a lot of companies, politics gets in the way. At least that was my experience in big agencies that politics got in the way of every everything, of great work, of great thinking. So we try to kind of decimate any political issues, too to make sure that we're all, you know, we're all talking to each other. We all have a voice. We all have an opinion. We're all heard. I think people want to be heard and feel like they can be, uh, you know, a contributor to the growth of the company as well. So I think it's just, you know, all those human values are just going to become more and more important. And, and I hate to say it too. I mean, a lot of people are leaving because people are offering a lot more money than they were, you know, I mean, that's just it. You get it. I mean, I, you know, that's what happens. So um, I think it's just a combination of all those things. And I just hope that, um, you know, it comes back to middle ground, you know, in some ways, because that will, that will be better for all business. I think, you know, ultimately, because ultimately if you're paying more for people, you can't hire as many people or you, you know, you have to, I mean, there's multiple things that come with that, you know, in terms of costs can go up and all that sort of thing. So, you know, it's what we're all, we're all struggling with, but there's gotta be a silver lining in it somewhere. <laughs> well, I think it'll, it'll rebalance one way or the other, because again, if, if everybody has to charge more, yeah. I think we're just delayed on inflation. Everything yeah. is going to cost more. And I think as a business, we won't get into to automation and technology and all of that stuff today, yeah. but there's a lot of different levers to pull, but I agree with you that I think it's got to recenter somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody listening is saying, well, how do I do that? Well, I'll say, Hey, do a strategic <laughs> planning session, get her realigned, yeah. talk to Sue yeah. and her team, have those yeah. real honest conversations. So Sue, as we finish up today, let's say somebody walks into your bar bank, a senior yeah. leader, a CEO, and they're saying, Sue, give it to me straight. What do I, what do I need to know? What do I need to consider moving forward? What would you, what would you tell them or what would be the number one piece of, of guidance you'd want them to consider as we move into 2022? I would probably say be honest with yourself at first, because I think a lot of people can hide under the clouds of what they want to believe versus what they, what the truth is and what the reality is. And, and then um, surround yourself with the smartest people and that you can, and, and then try to figure it out because ultimately, 
and, and, and make sure you're passionate about it. I mean, I think, I think that you have to be passionate about it or the money won't follow, you know, I mean, I really think that's what you have to start with being passionate and, and true and authentic. And I feel like then all good things come from that, you know, I don't know, pretty simple, but that's kind of the things I think about. So I hope other people do. I don't know. And have, a, and have a good time. I mean, I just, you know, it's funny because I didn't think I'd ever be this old in this business, but I just get too energized and I love being around my, the people that I work with. And I, I, I get so much energy from that. And I just think, you know, you got to harness all that too, because, you know, you always learn more from new perspectives coming in from the outside than you do from in your own head, for sure. You know, so that's another good thing. I love it. Keep it simple. Listen to others. Have a good time. Yeah. And, yeah. And come visit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, where, speaking of which, where can people uh, learn more about work, what you do? Where can they connect with you and where can they uh, initiate a conversation? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty easy. It's kctruth.com. That's our website. And uh, there's a lot of information on there. And, and yeah, um, always love to, you know, the strategic part of business is one of the most exciting things there is. I mean, no good work comes out of a bad strategy. Good work only comes out of a good strategy. So you have to have both of those things to make anything successful. So I think what you're doing is awesome. So that's terrific. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Sue. It's been a yes. blast. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I, I like know I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you, <laughs> awesome. Anthony. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. So my guest today has been Sue Kruskoff, who is the founder and CEO of KC Truth. So be sure to check out her work. Be sure to connect with her. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe. My name is Anthony Taylor. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for watching. And until next time, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that'll help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it, it'll help your team think more strategically, and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's gonna give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus you can use the code podcast for $100 off. Course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course, use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.